that's, you know, that was my first orgasm. <laughs> what a story. Fuck that guy. He definitely had a girlfriend. Now he's like, how am I going to hide this puddle? <laughs> she went and slept in your puddle. Girl, stop talking. All the shit that people are thinking but not saying. I'm not even like drunk. I've just been like drinking. Does my podcast offend you? Men, if you're listening, I apologize in advance. Women, hey bitches, are you ready? Are you still talking? Girl, stop talking. And we are rolling. Woo! We fucking made it. I did it. <laughs> okay. It's fucking not Monday, it's Sunday, but it's coming out on a Monday and I'm finally feeling inspired because I have a fellow podcaster here with me in the studio. May I mention, you're the first person I've ever had in the studio with a live recording for YouTube. What? Yeah. Oh, I love this. I'm I, so honored. Yes. Well, I I feel really good about it because you also were like, wow, this is so professional. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, I feel like it's okay, but that was a very nice compliment. So, yeah, I was thinking about it when we were talking, and I'm like, I've had people in the space and recorded, but I've never done, like, a video recording for YouTube. So, you guys heard, this is my co-host today, Jordan. She has a podcast, Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators. Glad I didn't fuck that one up. <laughs> um, a little backstory before we get into everything and um, have you discuss who you are and why you're here. I always like to start with a how we met, um, especially when I have guests on because it's always usually an interesting story. Um, so in your perspective, I'd like to hear like your side, like how how did this come to fruition here? My favorite way, I slid in your DMs. <laughs> Just slid on in. I love to slide in the DMs. I love that. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I had to drink my champagne. We are drinking Sunday fun day over here. Um, so from, from my side of the story, I think what I remember is we had mutual friends and yes. Rachel, which she's uh, another former co-host or host. What is it called? Person that I've had on another podcaster. Okay, told you I was going to be the one to fuck up. <laughs> and we've done a couple recordings together. So we had the mutual friends and then you wanted me to come on your show. And that one just aired like a it couple. It finally weeks. aired. Yes. I yeah. took my sweet ass time on that because it was a topic I wasn't ready to share. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, because we kind of we went into like a little bit more about relationships and hoe phases and stuff yeah. like that. And I was in a relationship where he didn't know I was a hoe. Oh, <laughs> i'm dead okay didn't know that that's awesome um that episode that we did so you guys will have to check that out on her podcast we'll put everything in the notes too but that one is out and we are talking about a hoe phase you actually inspired me from that conversation to create my own like more in-depth Ho phase episode Ooh. yes which i released um before valentine's day this year um I can't remember what the name of it was probably like something hoeing something like that I can't remember but yeah so that was what inspired that episode it was like the one time I've been in inspired <laughs> in the last like five months I swear um 
So anyways, it was great. It's amazing to have you here. You're here in person because you're traveling. You're kind of, so tell us, tell us what's going on. Yeah. So I am doing like a seven week world tour, like literally international tour for fun. And I figured I would see some podcasters along the way and do some live recordings Yeah, and meet some of my social media friends in real life. Yes. Because that is like, I love true connection. I love the opportunities that social media has created. And so I'm just so honored to be able to like actually meet you. I know it's really, I mean, it's really fucking awesome. You know, it's fucking wild. It's so wild because we literally don't know each other, like never met in real life. We like just, it was like an Instagram like DM conversation. And then I went on your show and we just, it went really well. The conversation was great. And then you're like, Hey, I'm like coming through Arizona. Can I, can I come hang out? And initially I was like, yeah, let's fucking hang out. But then I'm like, wait, she's literally in Arizona. Like we should just do a live recording. Why wouldn't we, you know? Yeah. That's what inspired. It was just like, Hey, I want to, I want to fucking meet you. Yeah. Who are you? Who is this social media badass? And (laughs) let me let me go learn from you yeah no i love it it's really cool like just how social media can make situations like this happen you know and then especially in the podcast space because i'm you know i have i'm very new in the podcast world and to be able to make these little connections that from all over and be able to meet people still is amazing um, I met Rachel, our mutual friend, and she lives at, where does she live? Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Like that's crazy. She was in Arizona too. And then now you're popping by and now we have all, I starting to like make these little podcast connections all over. I love it. I yeah. love it. It's crazy though. Like with social media, I have made most of my best friends through social media. I slid into really? Rachel Maine's DMs. Yeah. That's how I got to know her. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many of the people, that's how I met them was through social media. Yeah, that's so wild. It's really cool. It's, it, I mean, it's crazy, like the world that we live in, how this, you, I mean, people meet like full blown relationships off of social media. So even like friends, relationships. Oh, I got a question for you. Okay. Friends are going to go into relationships. <laughs> hit me with it. <laughs> Have you ever dated somebody you met off social media? Um, Define dating. <laughs> That's a great that's a great question because yeah. dating is a very loose term. Yes. I was recently actually talking with somebody that I'm dating, talking to, I don't know, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, about how everybody defines it so differently. And I guess to me, I define dating as having conversations with or fucking and or both. Okay. That's, all of it. Like all yeah. of it is technically dating yes. to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I think for me dating and I'll answer the original question, but for me dating is, well, when I was dating, I guess I've been in a relationship for a long time. So when I was dating, I feel like it was talking with multiple people, trying to understand what I like, who I like, what don't I like, what I want. And for me personally, I didn't like to, like if I was sleeping with one person, I was just sleeping with that person. I didn't want to like sleep with a bunch of people, but no shame in the game. You know what I mean? That was just me because I just fall in love with people when when I sleep with them. So it was nice to have like one on the side where it was like, I know exactly what this is. We were like, fuck buddies, that's it. And then while I can like, 
maintain that, I can actually date the people that I like see something with and kind of move from there. That's what I'm doing wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. Because for me, when I'm dating, that is pretty much interchangeable with a relationship as well. Okay. Gotcha. Currently in this current phase that I'm in, like if I'm dating you, I'm not talking to other people. I'm not fucking anybody else. Oh, you're selling yourself short. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You need a roster. You need to go listen to my whole phase episode. I talk about all of this, like in detail of like how to do it and not get caught up in one thing. And like the thing that you don't want to be caught up in and how to like manage your like resources to kind of get what you want in all aspects oh my goodness I'm totally gonna go listen to that on yeah. my drive yeah you should you should so for me back to the question that you asked of if I have dated someone that I met online the answer is yeah um not like I wouldn't say it was like a serious relationship the first thing that came to my head it was more of like a summer fling and I don't know if I've told this story before yeah I can't wait it's actually really crazy so I did meet this guy on Instagram and I think same thing slid in slid into my dms um and we talked you know just did the direct messaging moved to snapchat so you could actually like see their face and make sure you're talking to the same person yeah you know what's crazy side note is like I don't use snapchat anymore and I was thinking about why like why did I used to use it all of the time and now I just don't use it? Because I would use it to t- to talk to men, to yeah. like know that they were who they were and send them videos and stuff like that. And now I have a boyfriend and he doesn't have Snapchat and I'm not dating anyone else. So I just don't even use it anymore. So like, weird. I don't use Snapchat because I feel like 90% of it is just sexual. It's mm. not actually like relationships or conversation it's just like oh send me a dick pic send me this so i feel like or here is a dick pic yeah 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 no consent i feel like i was using snapchat i think that was before instagram had like the direct message video photo option so i think that's what it was but anyway so i was talking to this guy and um we ended up, we were FaceTiming, Snapchatting a lot. Like you could tell we were interested, liked each other, but he lived in California. So there was like, okay, well, how are we ever going to see each other? It was just like a FaceTime thing. I was definitely interested in him, but we had no plans. It wasn't going anywhere. And then I remember we kind of stopped talking. It just fell off. Like a month had gone by. He randomly calls me. I still remember it so vividly. I was leaving the grocery store, pulling out of the grocery store, and I get this random phone call. And to be fair, sometimes when I was driving, I would just randomly call him too and be like, hey, I'm thinking about you, like whatever. The banter was good. It was like shit talking banter. It was just felt comfortable, you know? He randomly called me and he's like, hey, so if I bought tickets to go on a cruise for three days, would you come with me? And I was like what the fuck like never met this guy in person only talked to him for like maybe two and a half months hadn't heard from him in like a month and he randomly calls me asking if I if he books a cruise would I go with him and I'm like in my head I'm like I want to go on a fucking cruise like never been on one you know so I told him I'm like let's like briefly talk about what dates and if you buy the tickets I'll make it happen okay three weeks later I took a Greyhound bus overnight to California. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love this. And I 
my friends okay let me give a little more backstory my friends were like this is not a good idea like this seems sketchy you've never met this person in real life like how do you know something's not gonna happen and I remember telling I lived with my best friend at the time and I remember telling her like I just don't feel like anything wrong is gonna happen like in my gut I think it's all gonna be fine you know Mm -hmm. So I took a Greyhound bus overnight. I had to lie to my mom. Granted, I didn't live with her. Like I was an independent adult, but she was helping me with my son. And I I told her, I'm like, yeah, I already met him. He came out here to see me once before. We're going to go on this I hope your mom doesn't listen to this. Sorry, mom. No, she she doesn't. She sees what I post online, okay? She's not listening to the podcast. (laughs) So I had to lie to her. I told her I met him once before. That was a complete lie. I, like, give my friends my location to my, like, share location, whatever. Take a Greyhound bus out to California. And he picked me up from, like, the bus station or whatever. And we literally, after, long story short, you know, I hung out with him. And we went on a fucking three-day cruise and had a blast. Like, it was exactly the same. Same person that I met online. Like I said, I knew he was who he was because we've seen each other already. Um, and we literally just went on a fucking three-day cruise. And that was like a summer fling. I had gone out there one other time that summer after that um, to like hang out with him and do like a weekend or whatever. But, you know, it didn't work out. Like it was fun while it lasted. It was kind of like a little like grease moment sandy danny moment (laughs) except we didn't fall in love at the end and have like a super hot musical (laughs) i love this i totally met somebody off tiktok off tiktok okay there was this fine man on tiktok and i went and followed him on instagram yeah and then slid into the dms your favorite thing yep yep i slid (laughs) into the dms and uh, he lived in la and i was in san diego at the time and he came out to see me and wow. it was great. We had a great weekend together. Yeah. That's see, it's so crazy. That was probably like my most crazy moment. Um and the dick was good. Yeah. Can I say that? I don't know. Oh, we're talking about you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, my boyfriend doesn't listen either. Uh, yeah, so the dating thing, it's definitely a weird place. It For me now, I think about it and I'm just like, I think of two things. For one, I don't, I would not wish to be on the side of dating online and in social media again because I know it's so draining and just a nightmare. It can be a nightmare. But for two, like after being, well, not after because we're still together, but just, you know, go with it being in this relationship and so close to like a man and like really understanding how they are. I feel like if I was put in that position again, oh bitch, like I would be playing this so much different. I think back of how I was when I used to date and I'm like, well, no wonder you didn't find anyone, you desperate hoe. Like <laughs> you are not playing the game properly. Well, how do you play the game properly then? Um, well, oh my God. I mean, I'm no master. I'm not even in it, but I just think like I've learned so much about like how men really are. And I think like everyone says like the chase, the chase, you know what I mean? But I think when you desperately want something so bad, it's hard to kind of push that aside and just like play this game, you know? So I think really like 
when you're dating, like kind of how we were talking earlier, like having options, not putting all your eggs in one basket and like being mysterious and not being available. Like if you want to attract a man, you can't be available for mo- for most men, you know, because the instant is a physical thing. But if you, in my opinion, like you give it up, you're sacrificing yourself to never seeing this person again. So it's like giving them enough crumbs to keep them coming. no pun intended or pun intended yeah yeah I don't know so I feel like I'm talking a lot I need to ask you a question to my guest (laughs) this is great I love it I love it (laughs) okay okay so you talked about what you're doing right now you said that you couldn't release your one episode of, of us being on the hoe phase mm-hmm. because you were talking to someone. So what's going on now? Are you, you're not talking to that same person? Are you playing the game? You dating? Like what's going on with, with you? Well, I'm just living. You're just living. I'm living. No. Yeah. So that, that situation, that relationship ended and well, there's a really good story that I'm not yet ready to share. Ah, okay. <laughs> but really, I'm just I'm just chilling. There's nothing happening um, at all. Okay. You're like, you're moving forward on your world tour. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So what inspired this world tour? Why are you going? Like, give us the deets. Where are you going? Like, I okay. So this is a, a wild story. What happened was I was what planning, happened was <laughs> I was planning on moving to Austin to be with this guy because okay. I am like I'm not attached to anywhere physically. I am open to moving absolutely anywhere, and thankfully, I guess that didn't work out. But it opened up and created the possibility of this world tour. Okay, and so. I am just practicing living in different cities and exploring. And I basically rented myself out of my own house. And that is why I'm on this tour. Yeah, that's crazy. So do you have any like ideas for this whole, I mean, you seem like you're going into it with a very open mind. As far as like podcast goes, are you trying to like get content together? Are you wanting to meet people? Like how do you plan on meeting people in these different places? So I have tons of friends in Houston, okay. and um, that's kind of going to be where I'm at the majority of the time. And there's a ton of podcasters and social media friends mm-hmm. there. So I'm going to go meet up with all of them, which I'm really excited about, and record some live podcasts. I might have to go get a little set up like this beforehand, <laughs> but um, that is going to happen in Houston. I'm also kind of looking forward to creating some content, becoming inspired, doing a little solo travel traveling. So although I'm meeting up with a bunch of friends, I have a little bit of a solo trip to Miami planned in there Yeah, and a little a bay coming out as well mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call that situation. To Not Miami. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> to spend some money. <laughs> We're going to go skydiving. Shut the fuck up. Have you gone? No. Oh, I'm, have you? I have. Yeah. <gasps> that terrifies me. This is like the one thing like ugh, I just really I think about it so hard and like would I realistically be able to do this? And I think my biggest fear is that I get all the way up there and I have to pee. <laughs> I think that's my biggest fear. <laughs> Not even go before you get up there. 
I know, but what if like I get all the way up there and then I have to pee and then what if I jump out of the plane and I miss myself? (laughs) I got to show you some videos from when we went. It was the funniest thing ever. Oh my God. It It seems such a blast. It seems so cool and like what a great experience, but I just, oh my, I don't know. It really is so freaky to me. I don't know if I could do it. But yeah. props to you. That sounds like awesome, like I'm, a blast. I am also planning to go to an adult entertainment convention. <gasps> oh, a convention. I thought you were gonna in s- Miami. Oh my God, that's going to be so fun. That's going to be such yeah. a great space to be I'm in. I'm really excited to meet people there and then yeah. just kind of like learn and interact with other people in the sex positive space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be so fun. And then I know you said you're going to Bali. Yes. Okay, so what are your plans for in... Do you have any plan? Or are you just rolling by the like, seat of your pants? So the way I plan is I show up. Okay, that's it. Yep. Period. My <laughs> One of my girlfriends, she planned the whole trip, and I have a whole itinerary in my phone. I haven't even looked at it. Oh, my God. I just show up, and I, I give you my money, and you tell me where to be and when. Oh, my God. That's going to be so crazy. And you're going to, like, vlog... Are you going to vlog all of this? Are you just going to go Instagram story, or what Instagram you- stories. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Although I should do more than that because you should get like a little GoPro or something. Yeah. Seven yeah. weeks on the road is going to be amazing. And there's just so much happening in between. Like next yeah. weekend, I'm going to Ebony Fit Weekend in Houston. I'm going to meet a bunch of other people there. And like this trip is all about connections mm-hmm. and networking and an opportunity and just interacting with like real live people. Yeah. Which is really fun. Yes, it is. Okay, so I want to I want to talk a little more about you. Like, let's talk about your podcast. So, what is what is your podcast? Why did you start it and how like how does it resonate with you and your life today? Mm. I feel like this is my podcast episode, my solo episode. I've been meaning to write like in yes. one question. Okay, so, that, well, it was like three questions, but <laughs> you can answer however long or little you want. <laughs> So the podcast started as a hobby to bring awareness to things that women are dealing with when it comes to their health, their sexual health and intimacy, their bodies. We're not taught about our bodies. No, very, very little. I mean, even when it comes to periods, something that all women experience, well, I guess I shouldn't say all, but most, most people experience, we don't even know why or how or understand what's happening with that. And so the premise of it was to bring awareness and education. What Love I found that. is that the health stuff is great. Nobody gives a shit about health. No, it's really sex hard place sells. to be in. Yeah. They just want to learn about sex. Yeah. Also, I just want to talk about sex. I love sex. <laughs> so that is where the podcast is kind of evolving into more conversations that are about sex mm-hmm. and in pleasure and just having fun in the mm-hmm. bedroom but it's also evolving more into relationships because as I go on this journey, I am acquiring more tools to have better successful relationships. Yeah. I was just reading this book the other day, the five kinds of intimacy. And she talks about how marathon runners are planning for the injuries. Like they're going to happen and they just get back up and they keep running. Mm -hmm. But in the world of like dating and relationships, we don't think of it like that. And then it, you know, every time it fails, it's like, oh, it's a big catastrophe. But at the end of the day, like 
we just got to get back up and like keep trying and keep putting ourselves out there. And so with relationships, I've just been failing a lot Mm -hmm. and learning and growing and evolving. And so that's kind of what the journey of the podcast is on right now. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's it seems so like honest and genuine when you're talking about it and what like a, a great space and experience to provide for other women because you're so right in everything you said. Like people don't talk about this stuff. I was just having this conversation with my boyfriend and I'm like, he has, I'm not going to like talk too much about it, but he has a teenage daughter And it's like to that point where it's like, okay, well, who's talking to her about sex? You know, and obviously he's a man and I'm not saying there's anything like that is going on with her or whatever. I have no idea, you know, but it's getting to that point where it's like these. And I was literally just telling him like, this is important. Like we're at a time where like there's so much information out there, but still this is the the topic that isn't discussed in the household and it's extremely controversial controversial in situations of like schooling you know what i mean and and religion and people have all these different views on it but realistically that's like why i started my show too it's like i want to provide like a safe space that's a fun environment to talk about the shit that like we all know we're talking about to our girlfriends but like nobody's like actively well there are people now especially in this space but actively having these like uncomfortable gross or shameful conversations like the real shit that actually happens and that we actually experience that you should anticipate exactly yeah because i know for myself like the journey like my sexual journey i mean in my whole life, like the last three and a half years that I've been in this relationship has exploded. Like I think back to like the like sex and I say that with air quotes that I was having before the serious relationship that I'm in. And I'm, I did not know shit. Like I was just doing what I thought I should do based off of fucking nothing. Like I don't even know because I never watched porn. I never got the sex conversation. I literally had a whole ass child before I had an orgasm. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Like let, let's let that sink in for a second. And this is kind of like, I'm glad, I'm so glad this just naturally came about in the conversation because this is kind of where I wanted to go. Like it's crazy that statement in itself is insane, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women probably could feel the same way and relate Tons to it. Yeah. So I also had my son, I got pregnant when I was 17. I had him when I was 18. So granted, I was in the, the early side of things, but it all comes back to the same conversation of, I I never got a sex conversation. I never got a physiology conversation I the only thing I remember about the conversation about sex when I was young was my dad saying it only takes one time to get pregnant (laughs) that's it and you want to know that that's actually not I mean like yes that is a true statement but it's actually not easy to get pregnant no it's a 25% probability of success in your 20s yeah really that's crazy each month yeah, well, and and the other thing, it's like you could have you could have sex that one time, but 
like sperm can live inside of your body for like seven, five or seven days. Yeah, like five-ish, yeah. five to six days. Yeah, so it's like even that one time doesn't mean that you got pregnant off of that one time. Like you could have gotten pregnant like five days after that when your egg drops and you were ovulating or and the sperm was just hanging out. He's like, hey. hey. <laughs> I've been waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's so crazy like – and I like to be able to talk about this stuff because that's just wild. I remember being like from, I would say like 19 to like 21-ish, 22. Don't rem- I remember the first time I had an orgasm, but I don't remember how old I was. But I remember like talking with my girlfriends and being like, oh, you know, like it's a- sex is okay. Like it's fine. And they'd be like, well, have you had an orgasm? I'm like, I don't know. It's so interesting because... I was 23 when I had my first orgasm with a partner. Yeah. And I didn't even know that I was having orgasms on my own with toys prior to that. Oh, were you able to connect the two like once you had it with a partner? Yeah. Gotcha. And then that's when I realized like what was actually happening. Like it didn't, it didn't conceptualize. Yeah. Because we don't really talk about like what the orgasm experience is like. No. And so like a toy may feel good, but you don't necessarily know that that's an orgasm, right? Yeah. And well, and it could be different too, because they're like, each one is different. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. I think I was, I think I was 21. I had to have been like 21. Okay. And this is like a wild story. I want to hear it. Oh my God. Okay. So the first time I had an orgasm was with a complete fuck boy. Okay. And well, I, of course, because fuck boys are good and bad. Yeah. Well, and it was, it was different though. And I think back to that because like I had had, you know, I've done like the one night stand thing. I've done the dating. Like I've had, I was with my son's father for like a year, not long, but we were together for a year, you know, like during the pregnancy and everything like that. And none of those things had ever happened. And I'm like, okay, I started, it put a lot of shame on me thinking like, what am I doing wrong? Because with that relationship, it was like, I just can't believe this hasn't happened. Like, why hasn't it happened? Blah, blah, blah. And then like, even in those comments, it was kind of like, it's shameful, you know? And I'm like, it's making me feel like I'm not doing something that I should be doing. But I never had those conversations. So with the... With the complete fuck boy, it was the whole experience was different, which I think back now and I'm like, it makes so much more sense because there was the the warm up like the, mm. the engine was started before it like the car drove down the road. You know what I mean? Yes. It's so funny that you say that because I have a had a partner that always said you got to prime the engine. Yeah. Yep. Lube it up, get, get the grease ready. in there. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't just get to it. No. There's a social media post that I've been wanting to post that literally is like three steps mm-hmm. to having better sex. And the first one is is like taking your time. Like don't just rush to penetration. Like take your sweet time. Okay, keep going with your story. Yeah. Yeah. It should be like a it should be an experience. And that's like I think this was my first experience and I've talked about that on my show before like the sex that I'm having with my current boyfriend like I talk about it with my friends too I'm like it's not just sex it's like it's a full experience like it's Mm -hmm. different than just penetration you know it's like I have people they're like oh yeah well we have sex in like 20 minutes and I'm like 20 minutes (laughs) 
I can't get out of there before at least 45, like minimum, you know, it's like, it's like a, not like a show or a performance, but I think the experience is the best word, you know? So, okay. Play it back, play it back. So the first experience that I had with this guy is he invited me over, came over and he, he was like a, I guess like a musician and a singer too. So like we were like talking, we had some drinks and we started, he like put music on and it was, it sounds so cheesy, but he was like singing like the, the R&B. It was so Was he hot. serenading you? He was fucking serenading me. Oh, that's me. fucking hot. Dude, it was insane. It was like low key, like a movie, like where they're like, they're, you know, it's like the temptation. They're like serenading. And then it's like, it's all slow. It was like R&B, you know, and his voice was beautiful. I remember that too. And, and then it was like kissing, pick you up on the counter, making out, like slowly taking off the clothes, you know? And <laughs> it sounds great, but it actually gets so bad. <laughs> this story, I swear. So we're having sex and you got all quiet. What? You got all quiet. I got quiet because oh. yeah. <laughs> I can't be screaming all of the things. <laughs> um anyways, so we're like we're having sex, everything's going fine. And then literally like I feel what everyone has always talked about, like what I think the orgasm is, okay? We're having sex. I have an orgasm and then I, he, we finish and it's the bed is soaking wet, like puddle. Okay. He gets up and he's like, what the fuck? And I'm laying there and I'm like, oh my God, like what just happened? Like that was crazy. And I get out of bed and he literally is like, dude, like what the fuck? Like this is like a lot. And then he like pulls off the comforter and it's through the comforter. It's on the sheets. He pulls off the sheets. I'm like cleaning myself in the bathroom. He's pissed. And he literally says to me, he's like, if you knew that you were going to do this, like, why wouldn't you say something so we could put something down? And I'm sitting here like, I'm like looking at like the puddle on the mattress and I'm thinking to myself, like, I just had my first fucking orgasm. This is amazing. Like what the fuck just happened? And he's like shaming me like this is shame like to like blunt his day. And I look at him and I'm like, I have no idea what happened. And he's like, that's fucking bullshit. So what I fuck, I I orgasm and I squirted all over the bed. And that neither of those two things have ever happened to me in my whole life. And he was like blaming me that I secretly knew that this was going to happen. And I had absolutely no idea. It was so uncomfortable. So at that point, when I went into the bathroom, I saw tampon wrappers in the toilet. No, you didn't. (laughs) Yeah. And then I came out of the bathroom and he was so upset that this puddle was on his mattress. And he also previously in the night told me I can't stay. So we were drinking for like four hours And then he literally told me I couldn't stay. He got mad that I couldn't stay. He got mad that I squirted on the mattress and there were tampon wrappers in the toilet. And I just remember feeling so uncomfortable. And I'm like, how the fuck am I even going to drive home? I'm drunk. At that time, there wasn't Uber. There wasn't Lyft, you know? And I'm like sitting there and like forced into this position of like, 
literally feeling like shit, but also like in this euphoric moment of like, what the fuck just happened? But genuinely confused over like, I didn't even know I squirted. I had no idea until like years later when it happened again in a completely different situation. Yeah. So that's, you know, that was my first orgasm. <laughs> what a story. Fuck that guy. He definitely had a girlfriend. Now he's like, how am I going to hide this puddle? <laughs> she went and slept in your puddle. Yeah, maybe he did to try and hide it. I don't know. But that's what you get for being an asshole. Wow. Yeah, it's not It's wild. crazy, though. Like, people don't think about how their words yeah. impact other people. And that... I understand why he was all concerned, right? You know, he had a girl that was coming home. He had a wife, girlfriend, Something. whatever it was. There was somebody coming home. So I get his concern at the same time. That's just so inappropriate to say that to somebody. Yeah. And, and you just don't know how impactful that is. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that has, inf- um, has impacted your ability to orgasm and squirt? since then like it said that you said that it didn't happen for a few years later yeah were you in your head after that um not necessarily after that experience but it did happen in that way for sure so I told you the story about the guy from the cruise so the next time that the squirting happened was when I met that guy and it was from being fingered and I remember it it was literally like he he I remember him saying like we can't even keep fucking sheets on the bed because they just get soaked and I'm like well why are you fucking fingering me like that then like get your hands out of there I don't know what to tell you but at that point I kind of put that defense up where I was like okay like you're complaining but like you're the one doing this to me so like and at that point I didn't know like how to control it if I could whatever but in the long run even those situations like bitch I I was hanging out with him for that summer we dead ass were sleeping on a mattress with no sheets okay (laughs) in California with no air conditioning like in this like it was just giving ghetto (laughs) that is so funny so I've never squirted before okay and I'm so intrigued by it yeah, yeah, it's it's a wild time for sure. I, before, I think the first time, I guess it did happen like during penetration. But since after that, it was only like when I was being fingered. Um, and it's just like the simultaneous like hitting of the G. It's like the come here, like just mm-hmm. so fast. And it just is like a release, you know. Well, that's that's what it's like, you know. So... I don't know. But to answer your question, the long version, after that, those two experiences, then moving forward, I did have like it did stop my ability to like want orgasm or like holding back those. I kind of like learned when it was going to happen and I would just stop myself because I never had any like good experiences with with that, you know. So but yeah, it is. It's a whole thing. I don't know. It just, I don't know what it is. It's just, I mean, now there, it's just, there's always a towel. It's just, we just do laundry. (laughs) There's just a lot of laundry being done. Do you have a squirt pad? No, but I've heard of this. Girl, let me send you some links. Please. Like one of my cousin, oddly enough, she was like, you can get this like waterproof. It's almost like a for made for animal, like for dogs or something like that. But she's like, you can get this. It's like waterproof. I'm like, I need that. There are tons of them. And I'll send you a variety of different links. There's a company in San Diego that I would like to start working with um, who makes them. 
and then there's a place in Australia, but they look like a regular blanket. Like you wouldn't even know unless you knew what it was. Right. And you can travel with your pretty blanket. Yes. And it looks super sexy. It's yes, soft. Nobody's got to know. But then it will prevent you from having to do laundry. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know what I mean, it I guess is, you're still doing laundry, still but... It's different. Yeah, it's different. You don't have to change the sheets every time. What is like something that you've experienced in this journey that you've that's created some shame that you've been able to like break through since then Ooh, that's such a good question thank you i feel like when i started my sexual experiences of life okay can you define that what does well, that mean like when i started having sex i okay. was 15 gotcha and i feel like i grew up believing that sex was for my partner's pleasure and not for my own everyone said every woman ever yeah <laughs> why is that like where did we learn that that narrative from i have no idea i have literally no idea <laughs> so you're excited comes. for the kitty <laughs> um but yeah I, like that was probably the first area that I really had to realize that like this is supposed to be an enjoyable experience for myself as well. Yeah. And as far as like a particular situation with shame. So it's really hard for me to orgasm. Okay. I need everything to be right in a line perfect the stars yes yeah Yeah. and some people like they can fucking nail it every time you know if you prime that engine you probably can nail it every time Mm -hmm. a couple times yeah like 15 times in a row okay damn (laughs) 15 (laughs) it was it was 13 one time in a row that's wild yeah prime that. are you just like convulsating on the bed you're like I mean, it was probably like a couple hours of an experience, but, um, anyway, then, so yeah, sometimes it works really well, but there's other times where it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And I hear a lot of like, you know, men say, come for me or, you know, like, well, we're not done until you're done. And it's like, well, this isn't going to happen. Like, it's just not like, I'm not in the right headspace. Like, it's just, it's just not going to work today. Do you normally share that like in the experience or do you kind of keep that to yourself because of like this, sh- like the shame that's around? I feel like we're about to go to therapy right now. <laughs> um, so I would say most of the time I don't share it. Okay. So that's probably difficult too, like being in that situation. Cause then you're putting like more pressure on yourself to be like, oh, well he wants me. To- yeah. Yeah. And then you're more in your head yeah. and then it's even like more difficult. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I think mm-hmm. it's just, it's part of like communicating with the person you're with. Oh, for sure. You know, I think that's like something that seems so easy, but it's not, you know? And I think it's very hard. Yeah. I think people get even more, like you're saying more in your head. Like, how am I supposed to say, like, would I rather say like, Hey, I don't think I'm going to come or just fake this orgasm real quick. Yeah. And I've never faked an orgasm in my life. Really? Yeah. Dude, good for you. I think that men still think that I've come, but I'm like, Oh, they're so dumb They're Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, whatever, whatever. I'm not even going to fight you on it, but you're like, no, it just felt really good. Like it didn't mean that I had an orgasm. Yeah. But it's interesting because, you know, so many times a, the narrative of sex ends with orgasm for both people and especially, you know, in heteronormative relationships for men, 
sex ends with male ejaculation, which is not actually true or necessary. But what's interesting is that I don't know if you've experienced this, but like men who don't orgasm or they don't ejaculate, like they just same thing. Like, yeah, you know, maybe there's too much drinking, maybe like the situation, too stressed, they have whatever. a girlfriend, a wife. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so there's always like that's happening for men too. Right. But I feel like in the current phase that we're in, there's this huge push for female orgasm, but not understanding that like sometimes that just doesn't fucking happen. Yeah. And we cannot control that. Yeah. No, it definitely can be difficult for sure. You're absolutely right. It can't be controlled. And I think just being able to... Here's the thing. Now that I'm like going through this journey of like open communication and sex and trying to like be true and to myself in the moment and get the needs, the things that I need so I can orgasm. It's really just kind of being honest enough to be like, like, what am I trying to say here? Okay. I'm going to wind it back. I always thought that like the man should know it, what he's doing to make a girl come. Mm. This is like what I, this was my thought. Like, I just thought I knew, like, I shouldn't have to say anything like they're a guy they know they have sex all the time like they come all the time they should know these things but obviously have learned that like everybody is so different not just like their needs their wants but their actual anatomy is completely different and being able to like communicate those things in the moment of like what you need but you're not able to do that if you don't know what you need Right. Which is a bigger part of this whole conversation is being able to like explore yourself and understand like, okay, how am I going to get me there? I listened to this show, um, Sex with Emily. I love Sex with Emily. Oh, love her so much. And she's said, she's said this, which I've like, at first it kind of made me mad because I'm like, what the fuck? Because going back to those like childhood beliefs that like the guy should know what they're doing. But she says, like, it's not the man's responsibility for you to orgasm. And mm-hmm. and that shit hits because it's really not. Like, we, like, and can you imagine, like, all this pressure that, like, we put on men also? Like, they think, they have this whole exterior of being, like, these hard, testosterone-filled beings, but they are sensitive as fuck, you know? And society has kind of labeled them that way to be like these macho men or whatever. But yeah, I think that that line like hit so different because it is, it's not, it's not the man's job to, to make you orgasm. It's your job to be able to like communicate and get, and get yourself there because people aren't mind readers. They don't know. They are not. And if you don't know, that could be a big like reason why it's not happening. Yeah. You have to be able to figure that out and take that on. And I will say that like, yes, I'm a sex coach. Yes. I'm an intimacy coach. I am still on my own journey. Yeah. Like just because I talk about it doesn't mean that I have all great sex. It doesn't mean that all sex is good sex. Like it doesn't mean that I'm not still learning myself. Right. I am a huge fan of self-exploration and self-pleasuring to learn your own body, learn your own needs, learn your own desires, learn what feels good and where feels good. I love that you're... you're I'm looking looking at at myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like making sure the angle's right for... (laughs) I'm 
sorry. I'm sorry. But, but it, you know, like self-exploration is a huge, important part yeah. of sex. Yeah. And if you don't know what you need and how to articulate what you need, you're not going to be able to. No, I love that. What What are like some tips that you could give someone to kind of start that journey of their own sexploration, if you will? Scheduled solo time. So like block it out on your calendar because we know damn sure if it's not in your calendar, you're probably not doing it, but you deserve time with yourself. So schedule some time, whether that's weekly, daily, monthly, quarterly, like doesn't matter. But schedule that time with yourself where this is a couple of hours to explore, period. It doesn't matter, like orgasm off the table may or may not happen, but this is just exploration. And I have a self-pleasure meditation that I love. It's it's only about 15 minutes long, so it's mm-hmm. not super long, but helps you just touch different parts of your body, explore, play with touch, play with sensation, play with location Mm -hmm. um depth so you know light or intense pressure different types of all of that like just play with it all and then like take mental note and if you really need to write it down like you can write it down i in my phone i have an entire notepad that is like my playbook oh my god i love that i need to do that well it's not even about sex it's actually just because i can't read like i can't remember the lessons sometimes that I need to share with partners. Okay. But that's a great tool. Like, you know, if you know you like the left side of your clitoris touched rather than your right, write that down. Yeah. You know, do you like video? If you're watching. <laughs> you got that DJ move or do you like more of a circle move? Yeah. Write that down. Mm-hmm. Like what feels best so that you can maybe reference that and go back to it. But also know that like you're not going to learn overnight. Yeah. It's a process mm-hmm. and continue and you change. And so what works today and feels really great today may actually not feel good to you in the future. Yeah. No, that's so true. You made me think of a situation where I remember like the first year or so of like my relationship. This was like with partnered sex, but we were having sex and there was like this certain particular way that we would be doing it that literally like I would have like the most mind-blowing orgasms like the ones that you like feel like that start like tingling at your toes and just like coming up your whole body you know and then that was like my favorite for so long could not be that now (laughs) you know and then it just randomly changes so I do think that's like such a good piece of advice to take under consideration is writing it down like taking the time to kind of figure out like what feels best for you in the moment and understanding that it's not always going to be the same. And I think that goes back to, you know, earlier I talked about evolving and mm-hmm. that we don't stay stagnant in life. Everything changes. So, you know, what you like in your twenties is probably going to be different than what you like in your fifties. Yeah. But allowing and knowing that that change is probably going to happen. And then like giving yourself grace as you're continuing to relearn the new version of you every Mm -hmm. single time. And this is, yes, we're talking about sex, but like this is in all areas of life too. Like what you need evolves throughout the course of your lifetime. Yeah. 
No, that's beautiful. Last little piece of this conversation. I normally do a little game with my... Um, what the fuck? Guess. guess. Jesus. Wow. Okay. Yes, you are a guest. You're my co-host for the day. Love that. Okay. So we're going to do like a little this or that, just kind of going over general things that we've talked about in this episode. Um, you can answer long or short, doesn't matter, whatever Ooh, just okay. feels right in your heart. Okay. 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 Texts or FaceTimes? FaceTime. Okay. Why? Oh, I love being able to see them. Also, I have ADD, so being able to be present. Yes. Like phone calls, I definitely don't do well with because I am easily distracted, and then I end up on Instagram and not on the phone call. Love that. FaceTime, I just look at myself the whole time anyways, so no, 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 no. Leo, get down. Get down. Go. 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 Okay, B. Yeah, I know. I just can't. There's only so much love I can give. Like, then he'll just bite me. Like, <laughs> it's a love hate. It's fine. Okay, next. Okay, giving head or receiving head? Love to give. Oh, good for you, oh, girl. Yes, 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 yes. Giver, we got a giver. Okay, multiple partners or one for the rest of your life? Oh, multiple. <laughs> I will do fine with one when I have one. Gotcha. I have no issue with that. But until that time, live my best motherfucking life. Yes, girl. You spread those legs. Get that pussy aid. <laughs> okay, solo play or partner play? Depends. That's a hard question. I know it is. Because I definitely get a lot more solo play than I do partnered play. It's almost like the chicken or the egg. It's like you can't have great partner play without the solo play. Yeah. But which one do you do first type of thing, yeah. you know? So oh, what are we man. going? What are we I going? I think we're with? going solo. Okay, love that. Okay, toys or manual? With the toys, yeah. No hand. Like I used my hands this morning. Yes, because I was staying at somebody else's house. Okay, <laughs> and I'm ovulating, so like my hormones are through the roof. Um, oh, but definitely toy girl. Yeah, I think like. What's your favorite toy? My favorite toy. I have so many of them, I feel like. I don't even know. Um, I think I think probably one of my favorites. I love a toy that is kind of dual. Like I like the external and the internal stimulation. Um, and then I would say my favorite one, it's also like has a heat element to it. So it like Ooh. warms to like body temperature. So it really feels like it's giving you like the full experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the hardest thing for me is like I'm, I am so much more into it when there's physically another person. Like it's hard for me to like wrap my mind around the fact that it's just me. Like my imagination can only do so much, you know? So I think like having all of those aspects, like the inner internal, external, and like the heat, it it's a little easier. Yeah. My favorite is the clit suckers. Okay, I have one of those. The rose. I have like the little rose one. Is that like kind of mm-hmm. the same thing? There's so many different types, but yeah. yes. I have a womanizer. I also have like a womanizer with with the G-spot stimulator. Woo, oh, girl. yeah. That's probably wild. That shit is yeah. crazy. Yeah. I wish I so could. Good. 
I, I have to tell on my you. Trip. Oh my god, yes, good for you. I gotta. I have to say something outside of the recording because I'm not allowed to say it on. But well, Ooh, we'll talk yes. about it. Um, dom or sub? Oh, Miana, I like to. I'm probably a switch. Okay. And that I love to dom, but I also love to be told what to do. Okay, so for us, like, girlies that are too nervous or don't have the confidence to really, like, fully show up and, like, lay down the law, like, what's something, like, what's a starter tip that you could give to, like, be on the other side of things and dominate? I feel like, for me, my level of dom is very mild. We'll put it that way. Okay. But, like, when I get on top, I'm, like, just, I literally tell them, sounds like I tell this to everybody, which may or may not be true, but I just tell them like, just lay there. Just let me do it. Yeah. Okay. That's what I tell them. Let me do it. Yeah. Because they try to start taking control and I'm like, no, let me do it. Okay. Yes. That's sexy. It's like simple, but sexy. Yes. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. 69 or missionary? Missionary. 69 sucks. 69 is so difficult. It's just like... I can't concentrate. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just got a thermometer in my mouth. <laughs> and then you're like not doing anything and you're just moaning. You're like, okay, what are we doing? Like, yeah, what are we doing If they're here? doing a good job, they're not getting anything. Yeah, exactly. I know it's like such an overrated thing. Even I if mean, they're not doing a good job, I still can't concentrate on two things at once. Yeah, just it might as well just like everyone just do their own masturbating at that point. Like, why are we doing this simultaneously? No, like... I mean, maybe men like it, but like, I feel like for women, it's just like not a thing. Yeah. No, I, I think I said like, like 14 times in that one sentence. Okay. Um, curved cock or straight cock? I love a curve. Yes! Curve! <laughs> I love <laughs> curve. Oh my God. Dude, that shit just hits different. It's so different. Yeah. That's when I come every time. Yes. They're just like that, 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 right where you need it. <laughs> That was such a good question. <laughs> okay. Butt plugs or dildo in the ass? Butt plugs. Okay. Or I guess dick would be in the ass. Butt plug. Butt plug. Yeah. Have you done anal? I have. And how do we feel about it? <sighs> I'll do it. But, but I don't love it. Okay. I'm scared to shit on a dick. Is that all that it is for you? Like, is it just the fear of like, putting yourself in that situation with 90%, someone. 90%, but then also like it there's a lot of pressure yeah. and I don't necessarily love the way that that feels. Okay. However, I've still orgasmed with it in the in the booty. Yeah, dude, that shit is wild. Could yeah. like it's my favorite place to be. Okay. <laughs> but it's like it's been a while. That's okay. I should probably like go back to that. I think champagne is hitting. Okay, last last question. <laughs> This has been so fun. Like, this has this been such a this good so episode. Good. Okay, eating ass or getting your ass eaten? I'd probably rather have my ass eaten than eat ass. But I have no problem eating ass either. Okay, have you? I have. Both? Yep. Okay. Um, Why would you rather have yours than than do it to someone else? Hmm. So I'm not really great at initiating anal stuff with a partner. Okay. So that's probably what it is. More of like a communication type of thing. Yeah. So they just will do it. And so that works great. Gotcha. Where like 
for me, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Should I do it? Should I not do it? And then yeah. I second guess myself and then in I don't do it. Yeah. Just in your head. Got it. I'm not down for either. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I just, for me, like it being. But you want, yeah. you'll take dick in the ass. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. I think the, the getting it eaten, it just, I don't feel like it does anything. Like it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't want you to spend a lot of time down there. Yeah. But if you want to like lick it or whatever, <laughs> lick that's it before cool. you stick it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's, the, that's the episode title right there. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I've literally never tried like to do it on anyone else, but I just, and I know it's just skin. But it just, the skin still smells. I just can't get past the smell. And I just don't want to, I don't want it. I don't want it. Have you ever used your finger? Yeah, but I got, you see these long ass fucking nails, Oh yeah, you can't do that now. No, so I use a knuckle a lot of times. I'll do like the knuckle thing. But yeah, I don't, there's not a whole lot of like in words action outside of like pressure points because of the long nails. I'm sure I could get myself like a couple, a couple finger condoms, you know? Oh, there's you no just... way. Cause you still can scrape some things with that. Yeah. We don't want no condom breaking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, so whatever I pr- that's how I protect myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep these nails on. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I got my finger stuck in a booty hole once. Wait, what? You just, Throw that in there before I did. I did <laughs> be done. How do you get it stuck? Well, so I think everybody's different. Let's start with that. Okay. And that, you know, I kept it in while he came and then uh, he clamped down. And so some people want you to pull out before they come. He but a tight I didn't ass know that. Ball. He was like, he clamped down and then he wouldn't <laughs> relax. And then he was panicking and then I was panicking. And then I'm like, you just need to relax. Like, I need you to relax. And like he clamped harder and it was like, it was getting sucked yeah. up. And I'm just like, I can't do this. That was my last anal experience. Oh my God. That's hilarious. I'm dead. Like I'm kind of shocked. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. So what happened? Like, did he calm down or did you just... He, he was just yelling, like, pull it out, pull it out. And I'm like, but I can't. Like, you don't understand. I can't. He's like, pull it out. And it was, it was not. It got weird. It was bad. Did it yeah. get weird? It got weird. Oh, fuck. We talked about it afterwards. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Do you make him feel comfortable? His booty hole hurt. <laughs> You're like, don't worry, I'm not going to tell anyone. <laughs> And he's an ex that probably still listens to everything that I do. Well, you know, if you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be a hater, then you just at least you're anonymous. That's so funny. Way to end the fucking episode. This has been seriously so fun. Like, thank you. I seriously, I have to thank you for coming here and reaching out to me and wanting to just hang out because I know we talked like off air. This part of the podcast, the creativity for me has been just 
so difficult to get past the speed bump. So I seriously appreciate this and this episode was so fun. Thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you wanted to share before you go? Do you want to plug yourself so people can sure. find you? Yeah. So best place to find me is going to be on Instagram, Jordan Dinell, J-O-R-D-A-N-D-N-E-L-L-E. You can also check out my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts at Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators. Yay. Yeah. And then you're you're on your road trip to world tour. On the world tour? For- Yep, words are hard. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So on Instagram, she's literally going to be documenting the next, you said seven weeks. Seven weeks on the road. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Including she's going to Bali. So if you enjoyed the conversation, if you want to get in touch with her, you also have a lot of other things going on. Like so many other things. Yeah. So you, what else are you doing in the women's space? You said you're a sex coach. Like what, what are some of the things that people could get interested in? I have tons of different options, but I have a monthly women's community group, the She Society, Seductive, Hypnotic, Erotic. Yes. Yes. As we have our poll right here. Yes. Uh, You know, that's my jam. And I have a journal on Amazon that I co-authored. There's so many different ways to work with me. Cool. That's so awesome. So if you guys are interested, she's really just such a fun light and she's doing so many good things coming up this year and it's a good female empowerment space to be in. So go follow her on Instagram and thank you again. Yes. Thank you for for having me. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Well, um, I can't promise I'm going to see you guys next Monday, but you know, we'll be around. So just (laughs) things are hanging on. We'll see you when we see you. We'll see you then. Are you still talking? Girl, stop talking. Stop talking.